Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Cinnamon rolls and chili on a crisp November day. In the heart of football season, Thanksgiving's on its way. Mashed potatoes, turkeys, green beans not from cans. The Bosco boys are thankful for our diehard bonehead fans. are back we are back on spotify green room for a live show spotify green room is our sponsor we love them we're going live at least once a week and some weeks uh like this week we go live twice if there's breaking news uh, or if we just want to chat with the boneheads we come live over at spotify green room also sponsor of the show symbol it is the Stock market for sports, buy low, sell high. And every time your team wins, you get a cash payout. If you use promo code BOYS, you get your deposit risk-free, risk-free over at symbol.com, promo code BOYS. All right, it was a win. Not always pretty at times, but at times very pretty. Um, But hey, you know what? For this team to get where we want them to be, which is the NCAA tournament, you need to take care of business in games like this. Uh, So I'm definitely not going to be turning my nose up at it one bit. Your cats are 2-0. I'll run through the box score real quick, and we'll start getting folks quick take, hot take reactions. Uh, It was 79-64. to K-State really dominated that first half, 42 to 26. Ultimately, because of a late little run by Omaha, Omaha actually won the second half, 38 to 37. Uh, K-State leading scorers, Nigel Pack and Ish Masood, both had 15 points. You had Mark Smith with 11, Marquise Noel with 11 in double figures. And then you had Davion Bradford, Selton Miguel, Casey, Big Easy, Easy Agu with eight points, Luke Kasuki with three, and then Logan Landers, Mike McGurl, both got some major minutes with no points. K-State was 52.8% from the field and 47.4% from three. Out-rebounded them 41-29, to 29, had 18 assists, But something that I'm sure folks will talk about, turnovers, not great, ended up with 16 turnovers. So I will make sure I get all the requests taken care of. We'll get everyone up here that wants to. And let's uh, let's just get into it. Uh, Mike, Callie Mike, give me uh, just your quick take or any hot takes from that game. Um, it was uh, it, it was an interesting one. I, I think the score doesn't give it justice, but let's hear what you have to say. 
Uh, yeah, I just want to start off by saying um, <clears throat> I have a beer of the pod, courtesy of you, Scott Wildcat. Uh, we're drinking a double shift, Ordiata, milk stout with cinnamon, vanilla, rice, and lactose. Uh, it's pretty solid for this evening. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad that got out to you. And again, uh, that, that beer exchange we did was a lot of fun to any boneheads outside of the Kansas City area. Slide into the DMs if you want to do a beer exchange. I'd be happy to do it. Uh, what do you think of that basketball game? I thought it was, uh, you know, it was encouraging there in the first half, like starting 7% for Saturday. Um, You know, it looked like we were going to dominate, which, you know, pretty much we did. I think the biggest thing is Bradford was a beast. Um, definitely on that, that play in the paint where he had basically two rebounds of his own shots, and then third time was a charm. Um, biggest concern is just um, a girl living in his head off of that missed layup, I think, from last game. Um, so hopefully he gets it back on track. But overall, you know, good after. Yeah, if you want to go with the good, I think you talk ish and you talk Nigel Pack. If you want to go with the bad, I would say just kind of team turnovers at time. If you want to go ugly, you got got to call a spade a spade. It was another very disappointing game. From Mike McGurl, you don't like seeing it, uh, but, you know, we got to call balls and strikes when we see him. Go to Zach next. Zach, any quick takes or hot takes from that game? Um, I'm not very happy after all, I mean, of this game. I'm serious. Um, that second half was pretty bad. Um, we don't really need to walk, walk around it very much. Um, that second half was pretty bad. Um, did not like to see that going into Arky. Um but there was a lot of moments that we played really well, and I think that Bruce isn't going to mix and match, you know, lineups very much against Arkansas. He's going to stick with what works, and I think we're going to give him really. Yeah, it, again, it wasn't ideal, but I, I think really outside of that final run, the, the second half wasn't bad. Um, again, Omaha sucks. No, no need to dance around that. So anytime you lose a half. Uh, it's not great. I'm probably not quite as down as you, but it, it will be interested, interesting to see how this team uh, treats Arkansas. I, I would like to see Bradford get, uh, get you know, in a little bit better condition before that. I'd like to see him be able to start, give you 25 minutes, because I think he is a difference maker, but we'll see what happens. We'll go to Grant next. Grant, uh, what's your takeaway from that game? Um, bit of a tale of two lineups, wasn't it? I mean, the starting five and I guess I could say six when Bradford kind of slides in there with, you know, Selton pack, easy Masood and Smith. Um, that's a great mixture of size, athleticism, perimeter shooting ability to kind of get to the basket. The ball movement was clear cut above the second rotation. It's got much more defensive, uh, potential. Um, I think that five combo can be as good as anyone at the top end of the conference. Um, Behind it, there was quite a drop-off. Uh, like Zach mentioned, though, I don't think we're going to have that heavy of a you know lineup rotation. It's going to be here and there, which will you know work out better for us. But a little bit alarming uh, uh, signs from the second you know wave of players coming in. Um, yeah, Mike's struggling. Obviously, I think it's more mental. He'll probably be okay. Take, needs to take a little pressure off of himself. But pretty enjoyable game for me for the for the most part. Yeah, I, I think that when you go outside the starting five, and if you want to put Bradford in there instead of easy, 
I think every single guy needs to come in and know their role. Don't get too ahead of yourself. Don't try to do too much, which I think at times Mike did. And I, I think we got almost the full Marquise Noel experience as well. Like when he's on the floor, he wants to be the guy. And I, I don't hate that, but I think that there we could find ourselves in a situation or two this year uh, where he comes in on the floor when we're needing him to do a job but he tries to take over the game. So it'll be interesting to follow the Noel storyline throughout the year. We'll go I'll to say, the... I'll oh, say what ahead. I do like about Noel and a couple of other guys on this team is there's a directness about them um, that we've kind of lacked last couple of seasons. Uh, you know, Noel likes to penetrate. He likes to get to the basket. Mark Smith really likes to penetrate and he can finish at the basket. So I like that when, you know, when Noel was in with the second wave of guys and they were all kind of living on the perimeter. We had basically no, you know, paint presence. It was nice to see Noel kind of shoot the gap and at least try to get to the basket and force something to happen. It wasn't always great, but he does have a directness about us that, you know, other players lack. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I do think, especially once you're playing better teams, it's going to be get to the rim and hope you get fouled because I mean we saw again it's a bad Omaha team send send a few of his shots right back the other way so uh he, he... Noel's a better finisher inside at the rim he's a tougher guy than he gets credit for I think in his sizes it is actually pretty misleading but you can no, I mean that, that that's fine I I just I I think that uh I I just think versus better teams that that might be hey try to get fouled because like I said, there was, what, two or three shots at the rim that just got swatted away. Uh, so we'll have to see. It'll be something to follow for sure. We'll go to the good chef. Chef, what, what's your takeaway? I, I really enjoyed the, the game. Um, it flowed somewhat somewhat rhythmically without the, without the lazy turnovers from Mike. I think it was like three straight possessions where he just gave the ball away. It was tough to watch. Um Davion looks good for having pneumonia. Um, he once he gets back into shape, he's going to be an absolute stud uh, for us. Um, but the whole Noel thing, getting into the paint, I like. I like that he's aggressive, and the team can shoot free throws all around. Like everybody can shoot their free throws, which is a breath of fresh air from what we had. Fourteen of sixteen from the yeah. free throw line, tonight. and I, I think that's what we're going to end up having to be because. Ish is, Ish is a good spot shooter. The The issue I had was Selton. He kind of threw – I mean, he's a stud. He's an absolute offensive weapon. But when he gets the ball, you were talking about Noel kind of like doing his own thing. I think Selton kind of gets sticky fingers, and the ball does not move once he touches it at the top of the key. He wants that pick, and he wants to dribble and then pull up or get to the basket. And it really the offense kind of stalls if he doesn't if he does that. And it it's it's kind of frustrating because he's a good player and you want him to have the freedom to do that. But I think in the long run, especially if he's gonna be a starter and Mike sucks, um it, it could be a detriment. But he's a good player. We've got really hot studs on this team that all look good and smell good probably. So I think we're going to be fine, but we just got to iron out some of these. No, I hear you. So Selton, you know, went four or five from two. 
which I, I think it goes to, hey, he's good driving, but he did lead the team with four turnovers. Uh, just on the Marquise Noel thing, uh, he either got fouled or had all three of his field goals from two blocked. So, again, I, I, I think he'll find a way to get some finishes, but, again, uh, I, I don't think that is ultimately going to be able to be his game at this level. Uh, we'll go to Cole next. Cole, what's your takeaway from this game? Cats are 2-0, and wins win. Uh, there are definitely some high marks, uh, but I think we've been harping on the low. What's your takeaway? Um, I mean, I it was a good. I mean, it was a good win. I think is you know people say good good teams win, great teams cover, and I I don't know. I think this team has the pieces to be good, be really good. I think if throughout the season if, and hopefully soon, if they can limit those silly mistakes, silly turnovers, and if if the bench guys can just kind of find their role is the key. I think they can maybe take that next step to be even better. I just, like I said, it was a good win. It was kind of nice to see the offense, you know, have those flashes of looking really good and fun to watch actually, you know, a lot of times we harp on Bruce and, you know, more often than not, you know, it's just stagnant. It's boring and all this, but if the, if the offense can keep looking that way as they did in the beginning of the game, I think this, team could be a lot of fun this year and hopefully they can take that next step to become good or or, more great even. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I, I'm right there with you. Um, lots of talk about the ball movement, uh, you know, in the chat, uh, Selton, while he did lead the team in turnovers, led the team in assists. He had six assists. Nigel Pack had a couple good dimes, five. Marquise Noel had three assists off the, uh, bench. And uh, Mike McGurl, he did contribute with uh, two assists as well. Mark Smith led the team with eight rebounds. And then Ish and Big Easy both had six themselves. Bradford had five, but I think three of those happened on his own. We'll go to Chris before we get to two of the guys who uh, were in the arena tonight. Chris, what were your takeaways from the game? Um, something I was I was pleased with was the shooting percentage. Um that was something that was, it seemed every game we could not shoot to save our lives. Uh, so very high shooting percentages from uh, three-point range, uh, just field goal percentage was good, and free throw percentage was good. I think we missed only one or two free throws. Uh, I think it was like 87 88% free throw percentage, which typically um, we've always had uh, relatively lower uh, free throw percentage numbers under Bruce, and so that's something that's has been a uh hampered us in the past but um hopefully that'll keep up but I I was pleased with how we shot the ball and it it was up and down um you can kind of expect those types of things I feel like early on uh in the early games um so yeah there there's a lot of there's messiness out there that needs to get cleaned up but I think um a lot of teams struggle with that uh turnovers are, are an issue, but once again, I think uh, there was a little sloppiness in the second half when you're rotating and playing different guys. I think you're going to have a little bit more turnovers uh, when you're putting in a lot of subs because we only had five in the first half, and then we ended up finishing with like 16 or 17 at the end of the game. So um, I think um, if it was a if it, we were it's like say if we're playing Arkansas next week, I don't think we would have had that many turnovers. Now they're a completely different animal and probably played tougher defense, but 
Um, I don't know if we'd see that many set, uh, turnovers in the second half, but anyways, overall, I, I was, I was all right with the performance. Um, Arkansas struggled tonight. I, I watched the end of that game. They were down by one with like under two minutes, but then it ended up pulling away. And I think they ended up winning by 10. So um, Arkansas even struggled tonight uh, against Northern Iowa, but I would imagine Northern Iowa's better than Omaha. So overall I'm yeah. pleased and I'm yeah. excited for next week. Yeah, we're going to get two good tests next week. Um, Northern Iowa is better than Omaha. But, again, I don't think Arkansas is unbeatable. They're they're going to be one of the better non-con games we have this season. But I think this team has the pieces they might be able to pull off the upset. Justin, you were at the game. It looked like you were almost sitting uh, courtside. So give me the review of the game from uh, down there on the floor. Hey, guys. First off, I got to say I love the Wildcats. K-State's the best. Secondly, I mean, I agree with you. Yeah, of course. It, the, we were we were we were courtside on the tabletops, and we had the students right behind us. Man, they were ruthless. They were so mean to the other team. It was it was actually kind of impressive, really. But to talk more about the team, if you look at the minutes played, which I was following it on the K State app throughout the game, Bruce still was platooning, and in some ways. That whole game, the minutes were really even amongst a lot of the players. And if you really reduce some of the other dudes' minutes and you just get our top seven guys, which would be Mark, Nigel, Selton, Marquise, Ish, Davion, and Casey, if you get those top seven guys' minutes and you cut everybody else out, we're a solid, solid team. Bruce needs to start playing those guys together a little bit more and stop playing everyone so evenly. But aside from that, man, that's really what I saw. I saw I saw our top seven dudes ball out, and then when we mixed other dudes in, we kind of stagnated a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a great call-out. I understand why Bruce wants to do that in the first two games because injuries are going to happen, foul trouble is going to happen. You're going to need – games for like where guys outside that top seven step up uh but I really hope he doesn't get too lost in the sauce and try to do that next week because uh, if he does that I mean we might be coming out of Kansas City going oh and two um we'll go to Dan who is uh, another bonehead who is at the game the great Dan Merker one of the greatest people in the world Dan how are you doing what were your thoughts from the game from inside the arena I'm great. Uh, I was I was really happy with that. Didn't have to sweat it for a second after that 15 to two start before the first time out. Um, I thought we had good shooters taking good shots, and that's what I like to see. Uh, you know, clean up sloppiness a little bit at the uh, second half, but um, you know, I know the coaches will do that. To me, it looked like a team that practiced for a week, and we have nearly a week until the next game, and hopefully, we'll see similar improvement. Um, I, I think Justin made a good point about. Uh, playing a lot of guys a lot of minutes and I think this is the time to do that figure out who can do what let guys figure out their roles who can play together um so I couldn't ask for a whole lot more out of tonight I I like the development from last week and I'm excited for uh all right we'll go to Steve next Steve double dipping today what what's your takeaway from this uh we look like a team who hasn't played together too much but we have so many more playmakers than we've had in a while um I think I tweeted it reminds me of Marcus Foster's freshman season where there's just like people who can make plays and we did kind of like try to do too much at once sometimes, but I think once we know our roles, 
and get some chemistry down in game. I think we have people who can take over the game so many times if we need them to. I think that's a great point because we saw Ish really go off in the first half. All 15 of his points happened in the first half. We saw points of the game where Nigel just went off. It seems like Mark Smith can get a bucket whenever he wants to. Uh, Davion, I think once he gets his conditioning back, there are going to be games where he can just pencil in, you know, 12 points and six to seven rebounds almost every game for him. So I I like where your head's at. And I saw that tweet. I like that comparison. And uh, that was a fun season. So hopefully we go on another fun ride. We'll go to Steven next. Steven, what's your uh, takeaway from game number two in uh, brewsketball this season? Well, I actually was going to – well, I kind of want to echo what other Steve here said. Um, Just the the team chemistry seems a little bit off right now, but that's because there's just so many new guys on the floor at any given time um, that they're still kind of getting to know each other. I know Selton kind of uh, zooted some passes past some people, but um, once people learn what positions they need to be in for those types of situations, I think it'll get a lot better as the season goes on. And um, it's always nice to have real shooters, Um, I think, what – five guys made a three tonight, something like that. So it's nice to have guys that are real three-point threats. Yeah, so looking at the box score, Ish went three of six, Pack three of four, Luke the Soup Kasuki one of two, and Marquise Noel two of five. So we had four dudes hit threes. Um, And again, nine for 19. I would sign up for 47.4% from three the entire season. All right. Uh, I think if anyone else wants to jump on, feel free. So we'll go around the table one more time. And you have the big tests in Kansas City next week. So I guess, uh, you know, not quite full key to V style, but what is something or what are a couple things you're really going to be keying in on next week? It's Arkansas on Monday and then either Illinois or Cincinnati in on Tuesday. So just give me one or two things that you'd like to see. And if you want to throw out a uh, predicted record next week, go ahead. We'll start with Callie Mike. Callie Mike, what are you going to be looking for in those tests? And uh, how do you think the Cats will come out next week? Uh, I'm going to say just <clears throat> keep up the um, the productive shooting, shooting percentage, and uh, you know just continue to hit at the free throw line. Uh, and I think that'll be a recipe for success. Um, prediction for next week, I'm going to say two. <laughs> I like it, Mike. All right, Zach, uh, I know you're looking for more for this team. Uh, you've had the Gamers Arkansas uh, circled for a little bit now. How do you think they're going to fare in that game, and what do you want to see from the squad in those back-to-back nights? Um, kind of walking back what I was – acting like earlier I, i'm not that. hey time out you don't have to walk it back this is a safe place you don't have to walk shit back zach you're fine don't let the chat bully you no i want to i want to i was being reactionary but it's just uh, grant being a bull <laughs> but um you know i haven't i haven't scattered arkansas yet um not that i am a scout or anything but i mean I, i'll look at what they're doing maybe watch some highlights so I don't really know what they their style of play is, but just Bruce needs to, you know, play our best players. We can't be doing platoons against Arkansas. That just will not work. And I think Mike needs to have a very, very, very short leash. I mean, if he 
plays zero minutes and we win, consider it like a good thing. Obviously, like he needs to play few minutes, and if he starts playing well, you know, maybe put him out, put him out there for some more. But um, they just need to, you know, <laughs> keep up what they were doing in like the first, you know, four or five minutes, and they can definitely beat Arkansas. Yeah, it, it is interesting. It, it is the two sides of the coin. You bring back Mike, who kind of has that leadership. He's been at K-State. He's given a lot to K-State. If you think back to his career, burning his red shirt, you know, very late in his freshman year. Uh, but we, we all know what Mike is at this point. So uh, will Bruce feel a sense of loyalty and have to continue to give him minutes? Or is he going to be able to, you know – get a backbone and keep him off the floor. It will be interesting to watch throughout the season. Grant, uh, what are you going to be looking for? We got two big tests next week. Uh, what do you want to see outside of a win? Of course. Um, a few things. I want to see us take care of the ball. That's first and foremost. We need to, you know, limit turnovers to be in that game. Arkansas is very tough. Just be efficient. Take those free points at the line. I love that we are a generally good free throw shooting team at this point in time. I know we're only two games in, but everybody seems to have a pretty nice stroke. And um, I think that's something we'll be able to rely on going forward. But most importantly, I want to see us close out the game. Um, You know, last few years, we've had a few games early on that seems like they've completely derailed our confidence and derailed our season. Uh, When things got tough at the end, when it was close, we kind of uh, pooed our pants down our leg, and um, it it hurt us. And it, I'm thinking back to, like, Pitt, where it started, you know, in 2019, started a, a bad run of games, and we never recovered. Same thing happened in 2020. Um, a few different teams, I can't remember. We lost a lot of games last year. But um, can yes, we compete? We can we compete towards the very end? You know, I, I want to see us – be able to close the game out. That doesn't mean win the game, but, um, you know, don't let Arkansas go on a, a 10-0 run because we missed a free throw um, with three minutes to go and and we completely capitulate. I want to see what our mental toughness looks like and, and can we compete till the very end. Definitely. I love it. Chef, what are you looking for? Two big matchups next week. Oh, baby. Um, they're a decently sized team, which, I mean, Omaha kind of little. So <laughs> wasn't a good test, but they're led by their guards and our, their guards can fill it up real quick. So I would like to see our perimeter defense get a little bit tighter because we let people into the lane. And I said Davion was going to be defensive player of the year. That was a total lie. I was high. So uh, we I mean, I, I knew something <laughs> had to be up if, if, if you had that well, prediction. If we could just stop the perimeter, get the perimeter defense a little bit tighter. I liked how we switched tonight, but if we could just limit them to not getting those easy baskets, make them shoot perimeter shots, I think we'll be fine. Their bigs aren't the best offensively, but they're really big. So we're going to have to have Moose-ish uh, down there in the bo- uh, down on the paint getting rebounds. Mike's uh, Mark is going to have to get down there, get those rebounds and help Davion. And I don't think Logan's going to end up playing, but um, easy Agu is going to have to be big, but 
just just perimeter defense helping our defense out a little bit because Omaha should not have scored nearly as many points as they they did. Um, but I think we're going to be good in the long run and keep that ball movement. Tell Selton to stop dribbling. I think uh, Landers is going to play the final three minutes because we're up by twenty on Arkansas. But we'll go to Chris. Chris, what are you going to be looking for in the two big tests next week? Yeah, I'll be looking forward to just seeing how our guys match up against a, a good Arkansas team. Um, looking forward to Nigel Pack and seeing what he can do against some good competition. Um, I, I think I think we'll match up well. Um, and Bruce has had some uh, some good results in Kansas City. Um, when we, we played in early season games, if you go back to his first year, he upset Florida and then. He almost, uh, what, uh, I think, yeah, it was him with him. I think it was Dean Wade. It was uh, Dean Wade's first year. They uh, took North Carolina to the wire. So, Cam um, Stokes absolutely it, cooked in that game. Oh yeah, that was that's when yeah he he went off that night and kind of solidified his shot as a, a little a little shooter that year. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. I think we we could get him. Um, it just kind of depends on what kind of night we're having. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for it. I, these guys do look fun. Um, they look a lot more fun right now, this time of year than last year. <laughs> um, so that's not saying much, but uh, they look like they have the pieces and um, hopefully they're, they're able to put it together. I think we'll go, uh, I'll go, we'll go one and one. I, I want to say two and zero, oh, but I I'm going to go. I'm going to play it safe and say we'll we'll win one, lose one. I I think one and one is where I would go. I I think we can get Arkansas. Um, it, it would be I would love to get get Illinois in that second game, but if we lose to Arkansas, I think we smoke Cincinnati. So uh, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens. I'm really looking forward to. It. We'll go to Justin next. Justin, what are you looking for next week? What do you think we're gonna do? Uh, just kind of put a bow on uh, on the evening. So what I'm looking for next week is what a lot of coaches talk about, staying the course. This staff has proven that they have the recipe for success. We just need our guys to go out, follow the keys, follow the principles, follow the scouting report, do what the coaches have them do, and they'll be good. And then the second thing I'm looking for is when you hit that rough stretch where things aren't going your way, you don't start pointing fingers. You don't start melting down. You just trust what your coaches have in place, and you make it happen. That's what I'm really looking for. The most. Who's pissing? That was me. I thought I had my mic muted. <laughs> that's Well, hey, that's the first one for the live show. We're going to go to Dan next. Dan, I think it's right in your neighborhood, uh, the game. So if anyone sees Dan out at the uh, T-Mobile Center, buy him a beer. Dan, what are you going to be looking for uh, next week? Yeah, I'm really excited to walk to a basketball game. I live like two blocks from there. So, um, yeah, that's going to be great. Uh, In terms of qualitatively, I'm really looking to take care of the basketball, don't turn it over, and finish possessions with rebounds. Um, You know, I think the scoring will ebb and flow a little bit, but if we can, like, do the little things well to not give extra possessions, I think that'll be huge. And really, I think in terms of just the barometer, is it a success or not? Find a way not to go 0-2. Um, 
losing to any of those teams won't kill you, but losing to two of them is not going to be a good way to kick in the rest of that conference. And uh, I think in terms of a, a resume and confidence, just finding a way to at least get one win will be a good thing. If somehow we can go 2-0, and all, especially if we play Illinois with Coburn back, that would be massive. But uh, I'm trying not to get greedy. Just find a way. Yeah, I think anytime someone was formulating a way to get back to the NCAA tournament, it would feature going at least one and one in Kansas City. So if, if you're really starting to get your checklist out, getting that win, especially if it's first Arkansas in game one, that would be massive. Uh, we'll go to Steve next. Steve, what are you looking for now? Um, do you guys realize that we scored more points tonight than we did in any game last season? Because that is awesome. I did not realize that. That is awesome. I'm all for it. Uh, homeboy and I at the bar, you know, there's that one K-State bar here in Lawrence that uh, I got to go to and watch the game. And we said that as a joke. And then I was looking up the scores from last season, and we definitely did score more points tonight than all of last season. So for my sake, and I think for everybody's sake, keep the offense going because it's way more fun to watch an offensive team. But, you know, I don't know. I'm not looking for – I'm not going to give you a reason – or a way for us to be the best team. I just like to have a team that's fun to watch that I can go out to bars and watch and uh, be able to cheer for for them on big plays every once in a while. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. Steven, wrap us up with what you're looking for next week. Well, first, I've just got to say, um, I had a miniature heart attack earlier when you were going to the bathroom, and I was at the same time, and I was like, oh, shit, did I unmute myself? <laughs> but uh... <laughs> No, no, that was, that, that was me. I think folks who listen and participate in the live shows know that I am the worst with my mute mic or the, the mute button, so it, it, it's almost always me if someone's screwing up with the mute. Well, it's harder for you since you're going in and out so much, but anyway, um, uh I don't know a whole lot about the other three teams that are going to be in Kansas city. So um, I'll just go with some generic stuff. Um, but first, since there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of depth, at least at this point, staying out of foul trouble is going to be huge. Um, like we saw tonight with the kind of platoon type substitutions, um, the back end of the bench is not nearly as productive. So we're going to have to stay out of foul trouble and try to keep our best guys on the floor as much as possible. Um and yeah, just just playing good defense, staying out of foul trouble, and getting good shots. I love it. I love it. Uh, right now, I'm leaning towards. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the T-Mobile Center, so uh, I'm leaning towards saying that we will have a live show after the Arkansas game. Uh, stay tuned to the Baylor post game show and Twitter for final stuff. Uh, I'll I'll give open floor for any final takes on the game, and then we're going to call it a night. So if anyone wants to get a final take out there, now is your timer forever hold. Black and red or elite color. Okay, Chef. Uh, We'll go. Dan, what's your final? Even if we get a little frustrated, UMKC beat the hell out of Mizzou the other day. Yeah, that that's very true. And hell, we were we've we we've lost. Uh, I mean, hell, we went down to the wire with Omaha last year. So uh, I, I think that's good, and we can all laugh at Missouri just like we laugh at Texas football. Um, so we're gonna call it a night. Oh, Steve, I'm just gonna echo what I said earlier. It's just so much fun to have guys who can step up and make plays, and I don't want to take that for granted because I feel like the seasons with Bruce has been far and few between where multiple guys could step up any night and take over. And that's what it looks like could happen tonight. 
But also, it's basketball and there's like a thousand games, and tonight was just one. So probably any hot take we have tonight will be hilarious at the end of the season. That's the glory of the uh, quick take, hot take formats. Uh, if folks recall, I, I had some absolute gems when I used to do the little five minute during halftime and then put it right next to the post game. So that's what makes these fun. This is a safe space. Anytime folks want to come in for these shows, give us your hot takes, go crazy. It doesn't matter, but that's all we have. Again, we'll be going live right now. It's looking like we will go live after the Arkansas game. Uh, but just stay tuned to social media. Things change. Uh, we love you guys. Check out our sponsor, Symbol, dot com promo code BOYS. Uh, get in the market, guys. Uh, risk-free deposit up to 500 And then, of course, Spotify Green Room. We're doing our live shows here all basketball season long. Grant, you're on, so give me the catchphrase, and we're going to call it a night. Meet me Podcast Network.